Welcome back to another bonus episode of the Clarity Podcast. I'm sitting down today with our, our good friend Sam Farina, who was on episode number two. In that episode, we talked about emotional intelligence and um, had been going through this time, had great positive feedback from the time that we, last week, we sat down with Butch and Pam Fry, and we were talking about our emotions and uh, emotional care and emotional health during uh, COVID and, and these challenging times. And so I thought it'd be great just to sit down with Sam and, and to talk to him about how we can um, become more emotionally intelligent and how we can grow in this process um, of COVID with with grief and loss. Uh, Many of our expectations have have dramatically changed. How, what questions we can ask ourselves and how we can grow when we feel those feelings of fear and anger and envy and and resentment, all things that that Christians would maybe shudder away from. But I do know for myself, as as I've been squeezed in this process, some things I've noticed some things Things inside of me that, um, yeah, that that, that came out that uh, that weren't sweet, and um, Sam will help us walk through that. Maybe we find ourselves a little bit uh, becoming angry or frustrated a little quicker, and Sam will share with us how we can ask him questions and how we can grow and how we can be honest with ourselves and grow through this. He also talks about the the lens of faith and how God will work in these times as we look through His lens. He said a lot of times, you know, we think uh, faith is is a lever and we pull on it and then faith happens, but you won't want to miss it. He talks about the the lens of faith and, and biblical applications, and talks about how um, how we can grow in this time as Christians and believers and followers of Christ. So um, you're not going to want to miss our time, and there's no there's no time better than now to get started. So here we go. Well, greetings. It's great to be back again today for a special episode of the, these COVID-19 episodes we're doing on the Clarity Podcast. And we have a the first ever repeat guest on the podcast is our, our good friend, Dr. Sam Farina. And um, I was talking with Heather the other day and she said, man, it would be really good. We could sit down and talk with Sam. Um, we had him on the podcast, the second episode, and said it'd be great to sit down with him again and learn a little bit more about emotional intelligence as we go, as we're in this time of challenge and uh, crisis of COVID. And so, Sam, we just want to welcome you back today, and thanks for being with us. Hey, it's my privilege. Anytime that you or Heather call, uh, Vicky and I will put things on hold to uh, work with you. So, uh, and the team that we're this is going out to, yeah, I mean they are on the top of my list. Appreciate it very, very much. So, Sam, let's go ahead and jump in. So, in this um, time of of COVID and the the crisis that people have went through and maybe still be going through. What areas of emotional intelligence or how can we use this time to grow and in a time of crisis like that we're, if we're presently in? Yeah, so we can grow two ways. Of course, self-awareness and awareness of others is where emotional intelligence comes in and the ability, the ability to move our emotion into a different mindset. So we call that agility. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can really, really, really develop a lot of agility when we're in a situation like this. And one of the big things that we are noticing, and I'm sure that's true all over the world, is that the loss of Mm -hmm. things. So we've got right now graduations that 
are not happening the way everybody thought they would. Now, um, we say, well, you know, they're going to graduate. They're gonna, but that loss, the, the child in your home that is not able to do the, they got a part in the, in the school play. Yeah. And now that, it, that play isn't going to happen. So we have to be aware that that's as impacting as a death. There's actually mm. grief involved. There's actually, uh, and, and so this awareness and then our own selves. So I think sometimes we're not very compassionate, very empathetic to us. Yeah. And we don't realize, and I have heard, here's what I've heard from a lot of pastors and missionaries. I'm just so tired and I'm not doing what I was doing before. And the reason hmm. they're tired is because there is an emotional drain uh, that comes with, you say, well, I'm not afraid. And yet I don't care how much we stand um, in the love of God and in the understanding of his protection and his care, but there is, there is this uncertainty yeah. that does allow fear to arise. And that's an emotional drain. And yeah. we have to know how to minister to ourselves through it. Yeah. So what, Sam, what can people, how can they, that emotional drain that's going on, as far as when it comes to self-awareness and others' awareness, what, what wisdom or advice would you give to someone that, that is feeling that drain? And man, when you spoke that, it resonated with them and because it, it resonated with me. Um, what wisdom or advice or counsel would you give someone that, man, that, that sounds like, like, like my story? Yeah. So the key to empathizing for yourself and having empathy. Remember, we're not talking sympathy. We don't want to get down in the ditch, okay, and start, oh, me, and, you know, the Eeyore syndrome. That's not good emotional intelligence. Good emotional intelligence is creating a ladder for yourself to climb out of what you're feeling. Hmm. And that starts with questions. Now, okay. isn't that interesting? We think of working with other people with questions, but we can ask ourselves questions. And when we do that, it moves it from the center of the brain, the limbic part, which is the emotional and even the amygdala part. It moves it up into that prefrontal cortex of the brain. And now we can start producing the right chemicals in our cells. And it's those chemicals that actually spark uh, a different feeling than we've been feeling and even the empathy that we need. Hmm. And now we can empathize with ourselves. We can say, oh, this is understandable. Yeah. Uh, this is normal. This is even biblical. Okay, so hmm. we see characters, and that's one of the great questions. So who was a biblical character that went through this? Well... The wife uh, was going to kill the prophet, and he ran. Hmm. Well, when we read, and we read the story in Scripture, he had been running for three months. <laughs> so what did he do? <laughs> he, reverted, he reverted to what was normal and natural for him, yet he needed now to deal with it in a different way. And I think when we read those biblical stories, then we can give ourselves a chance to now it's in our prefrontal cortex and we go, Oh my goodness, 
God was honest with us. He shows us that this is this can happen, but he doesn't want us to keep running and he doesn't want us to keep being afraid. He wants to maybe not eliminate the virus, but he wants to illuminate his presence with us. Wow. Wow. And so, Sam, are there certain uh, ways as far as that illuminating God's presence in our life? Or is that going back to spiritual disciplines or what are the, what wisdom would you have for that? Because that, that resonates with me. Yeah. Now that that's a great question, um, and the I believe praise worship. You know what I've noticed during this whole thing. Listen to the songs that have been written during this time. The hmm. uh, Carrie Job, uh, Cody, uh, her husband Cody, and and uh the elevation team write that song the blessing yeah um the rattle that elevation wrote at easter and yeah. uh the song the king and and some of these songs that are being written right now uh my goodness well, how is it that all of a sudden we're writing these songs so quickly well it's because they are using they are using the emotional energy to unfold the songs the chords the you know the that song the blessing is so calming it's almost like a something you'd sing to a child at night to put them to sleep hmm. and listen to that and it's what why is that because it's soothing to the soul yeah. And I think there are some things that we can do. We can soothe our soul and be ministered to at the same time. It takes us into a whole new emotional state. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So I think that's one big one. That's great. Sam, you know, the other thing, you, you've hit on it already, the idea of the fear and the anxiety and the panic that um, this situation seems to have, have provoked. And you talked about asking questions and asking questions of ourself. Um, what would be some good questions uh, that we could ask ourselves when we're feeling anxiety, we're feeling fear, we're feeling anger and, and, and resentment, and maybe even envy. Maybe there's somebody saying, hey, I was supposed to graduate or I was supposed to do this. And um, if it would have happened, they got to do it. I didn't get to do it. And we'd like to say, well, we're Christians. We would never do that. But that's, that's the reality in some of our lives. And um, how, what questions can we ask ourselves to help us to grow in emotional intelligence when we're faced with fear, anxiety, panic, and anger? Yeah. Dawson Trotman made a tremendous statement and when he said, I detangle my thoughts and feelings when my thoughts and feelings go through my lips and my fingers. Hmm. And what he's saying is when we ask questions and we write things down, it detangles. And this is the way emotions come. They come in a ball, like a rubber band ball. How do we detangle? Because they don't come alone. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> fear comes with anxiety, right. comes with stress, comes with, so we can talk about all these different emotions and they come in this rubber band ball. So how do we detangle them? 
by writing down answers to the questions such as, what am I feeling? Hmm. Write it down. Write it down. Um, what are my thoughts? Write that down. When you do that, it detangles, okay? Mm -hmm. It detangles, and now all of a sudden, it's not like, oh, I just, it's, it, it, no, no. Now it's, now you can take, and you've got something that you can focus on, and you realize, oh, that's acceptable. During, no wonder I'm feeling this. I, I can't, I haven't left the house, or they're telling me that <clears throat> to look at everybody like they're contagious. And yeah. <laughs> I'm supposed to wear this mask, and I don't like the mask, and it makes my glasses. The problem with that mask is our glasses. <laughs> For sure. As a fellow glass wearer, I know. Glasses wear. So, when we ask those questions of what we're feeling, what are my thoughts right now? And don't criticize. It's not a time to criticize when you're writing things down. Hmm. Don't try to put yourself in a, a, a state. Remember, faith is a lens that we look through. Mm -hmm. Faith is not a lever that we pull. It's a lens that we look through. Hmm. And I think sometimes in the Christian world, in the church world, especially for Christian leaders, they think they can pull the lever of faith and this all is supposed to disappear. Wow. But the fact is, the lens of faith allows us to see, go and look again. What do you see now? I see a cloud the size of a man's hand. Hmm. Now the lens changes. Sure. Go and look again. Tell me what you see now. Oh, my goodness. The hills are filled with the armies of angels. Were they not there? Yes, they were there. He just couldn't see them. Wow. Isn't that amazing? When the prophet's praying, the armies are already there. But what has to happen is the lens has to open up. Yeah. And so with our questions and with our writing and with our journaling, we can now, by faith, see things we could not see before. Hmm. That's good, Sam. That is good. That is good. The other thing that I've, is people have sent, emailed me during this time and, and asked questions. Um, they've been asked and said, you know what? I feel like I'm almost going through a, into denial and I want to be distracted. I'm spending a lot more time watching Netflix, or I'm spending a lot more time on the internet or on Facebook and, and um, different areas. And how can we use our emotional intelligence to see, Sam, if we are burying our emotions or we're ignoring our emotions and trying to be distracted? And in this time, is, is, it, is it wrong to be distracted? I, I don't know. What, what, what are your, what's your wisdom on that? Yeah, well, here's what happens. When we are in the tangle of the emotions, hmm. we try to escape, <laughs> not by dealing with it, mm -hmm. but by going into the world of the Tiger King yeah. or the, our phones. And hmm. I would dare to say, I bet, that the hours that people have been spending thumbing through Facebook and Instagram and all of this, I bet they are huge yeah. compared to what they were before. Yeah. And 
so what happens here, okay, and I don't have my phone with me, I wish I did, is a little thing like your TV clicker, if we're not careful, hmm. blocks what sure. we can see. It blocks yeah. what we can see, okay? Yeah. So take it away, oh, I see different. Yeah. And what we do by blocking with our, can with our phone or with the television screen or whatever, we now are, we, we escape, but only for a short time. Hmm. And um, so now what do we do? We add more escape. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> we, we as ministers and as, as spiritual people, we've always said that's called addiction. Yeah. So now what we're doing is we're using a different drug to soothe rather than change the chemistry. Mm -hmm. We are, uh, we're, we're over, we're covering the chemistry going on in our bodies. Yeah, it's true. Now you, you could probably even say that better than me, no, no, but, no. but I think that emotionally it's one thing to block it yeah. and it doesn't take much to block it. But no, no, we need to expand and see here what is the revelation that God is giving us. Don't look for the reason for this hmm. and be careful. Oh, be careful because there's so much conspiracy and cynical and, and they don't need to be doing this and this is lack of freedom and oh, come on, save yourself that emotional stress. Yeah. And just start saying, God, what do we need to come to revelation of during this time that will help us because tests produce testimonies. Hmm. And if we miss the test, we're going to miss the testimony. Hmm. And the Bible says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Yeah. It's when we learn the suffering of Jesus that now we can relate to others and minister in a way like we never ministered before. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying this is an opportunity, Sam, for the church. Is that what you're... Absolutely. We are going through the biggest changes in the world now. And I'm, gonna, uh, I'm just going to say this because there's a lot of people like, oh, we'll all go back and everything will be the way it was. The problem is we have drained the economy of $3 trillion. Yeah. And uh, we are yet, we are yet to see what that is going to produce to people yeah. in, in the everyday of life. Yeah. And th that concerns me deeply. Yeah. Deeply. yeah. Actually, people on fixed incomes are not going to feel it as bad as those who aren't. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, it used to be we always worried about the people on fixed incomes. Right. Now we need to worry about the average person out there that they're talking right now, the airline, Delta Airlines has 5% occupancy. Oof. And who's going to go back and sit in a tube yeah. And fly. They're talking. There won't even be international flights. Hmm. United is telling people voluntarily take retirement leave because we're going to have to let so many go. Yeah. Uh, um, 
and the travel industry and the there there's so much right now disney has lost 90 percent of their income lost during this yeah. well that meant that thousands were furloughed guess what they're not all coming back because they're not going to open the park to the same numbers they opened before yeah. they're going to have to restrict that they're going to we are entering into a new time of stress and emotional and here we are talking about emotional intelligence so we that are going through it need to learn some lessons to give our testimony so that we can minister in a way that we maybe the health isn't necessarily going to be the laying on of hands for healing of the physical sickness even though that will continue but bringing them to emotional health is going to be even as important Wow. Wow. That's great word, Sam. Another thing that um, as I've talked with people and, and shared and, and uh, even myself, you've, I've found that this time of stress and, you know, so that you hear the illustration of when an orange is squeezed, you find out what's inside of it. And for me, I'll be honest with you, as we went through this, it almost feels like a squeezing time. And some of the juice that came out of me, uh, it was sweet for drinking. And then there was some things that came out that, that I didn't really know were there. And, um, and so using emotional intelligence walking, what do, what advice would you have for me or maybe for other people? Maybe I'm the only person, maybe this is my personal coaching and counseling session, but when you've found that what's come out of you in this stress and time really does not, um, resonate with you. It's not, you didn't know that was in there. How do we use our skills and emotional intelligence to begin to, to learn from that, grow and address those areas rather than denying that they, that, that, that they're there. Yeah. So here in Dallas, all of a sudden we've got people showing up at intersections and racing, uh, speed racing in the middle of the intersections. And you go, what is, what is all that? So they stop all the traffic. There's great danger. The one guy died, fell out of the truck, was killed. We've got uh, the other day at a park, the parks just reopened. And the people were there and a ranger just said, okay, remember social distancing, don't create a big crowd. They pushed him into the lake. Okay. Hmm. This is happening because emotionally we are so stressed that we don't even know it. We're doing things we should not be doing. Yeah. And so what, guess what has gone up here in Dallas? What has gone up is child abuse. Hmm. And they are reporting more child abuse than than was normal before. Yeah. And that's because in our homes, uh, we're doing things we should not be doing to people because of our own emotion. Yeah. And so what you're talking about is very evident, very real. And this is why we have to help people to uh, agree with themselves to a better solution to deal with their emotions. And um, the asking of questions, the writing things down, the being honest with yourself. I've been short. I've been really short with my wife, okay? I've been, and I'm talking now, being honest. Right. Um, I've been short with my kids. I've been, why? Because this is going on. I am being impacted. I'm being short with other people I work with. I'm being short with my team. 
What's going on here? Okay, why is this happening? Because I, I'm being affected. Yeah. Now, how do I need to deal with this? And then you got to, you got to regain your positive attitude. You got to regain your sight. What happens? Our sight gets limited to what we're going through. We need to pray, God, open my eyes. Yeah. Open my eyes. Open my thinking. And one of the things that I did, I'll tell you what one of the things I did, okay? I'm at high risk. Mm -hmm. So I get this, you know, I mean, it's, they, it's different. Who's dying? People over six. Even people with high risk, I'm it. <laughs> so I went out and I bought all my summer flowers. Mm -hmm. And I brought in uh, some guys uh, from a Teen Challenge type program. Sure. And we worked in the yard. And I have flowers everywhere planted. Oh, I wish I could take this out and show you. Yeah. And the beautiful reds and the, the, uh, the, the, the just on and on and on. Right. That I plant. Why? Why? The pinks and the, because now what I do is I go out and I look at those flowers because here's what God said. Does the flower worry? Hmm. So I got some birds nesting. I put some artificial flowers out in a pot that's up where I didn't, it was hard to get water to. And so I put artificial in there to make it look good. <laughs> and the birds are nesting in it. And, and do those birds worry? Are they worried? Yeah. That's what the Bible says. And so what do you got to do? You've got to make yourself do some things and stick to your commitments. And then I am playing, I am playing on a regular basis the song, The Blessing, yeah. over me, my family, uh, all the needs that, are, that I'm hearing about. I'm speaking, I'm speaking prophetically, blessing over generation to generation. Yeah. And I think we have got to, as spiritual leaders, we have got to put those type of practices in play. And what you talked about, spiritual disciplines, this is more important now than ever to get back to our spiritual disciplines in the midst of this and say, Lord, now show me what this produces that I couldn't see when I wasn't going through this. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, man, it's, it's, if we didn't want a, uh, an x-ray or an introspection of what was inside, uh, we got it no matter we wanted it or not. And uh, yeah, at least right. I can say, at least I can say that for myself. It's been, uh, it's been very interesting to see. And uh, even the simple acts of, of going to the grocery store and things like that, Heather and I went it was a few weeks ago, we went to the grocery store and she said, man, you seem tense. I said, I don't know. All these people rushing around. Oh, I am tense. I said, and, and, and I am short. I get in the car and, um, you know, I, I want to get there and you're beeping the horn and, 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 and honestly, in under normal circumstances, it wouldn't be there. But, um, to begin to think what, cause I had said all along, this, it doesn't bother me, da, 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 da. but, but my body and my actions were saying, mm, maybe I was living in a state of denial. So anyway, I appreciate it, Sam. I appreciate the wisdom and insight. And um, it really does, it really does resonate and really does help me. Sam, last question. We're living in changing times. Um, how can we remain 
how can we develop a resiliency? Because the, what, I'm, what I've learned from you and gathered um, as our time together is it's not like you get to emotional intelligence and say, yeah, I arrived and I'm good and I got it all figured out. And, but it's something we're growing and we're developing over time. How can we, how can we continue to strengthen that mu- muscle of uh, emotional resilience in these rapidly changing times? Yeah. So I'll give you a quick, 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 okay? When you're making progress, pat yourself on the back. Hmm. Give yourself a, I am making progress. And uh, forget the mistakes you made. Yeah. And there will be, when you're under emotional stress, you'll make some mistakes. You'll say things you shouldn't say. Um, And then find someone else who respond, who's been responding differently than you emotionally. Okay. You can learn from how they are handling. So I was on a call earlier this week and um, one of the leaders is very uh, short and demanding and someone else on their team began to talk about how they had the same issue and now they're using, and they started talking about what they were using and what they mm-hmm. were doing to get better. Share with other people, honestly, be vulnerable, be transparent, and let them tell you what they're yeah. doing. And then, uh, and, and then let me say this as well, okay? One of the things we forget in emotional intelligence is watch your facial language and your body language (laughs) some of you are saying things to people and it's with your body and your face and you got to be aware of that and uh express appreciation to when someone does acts of kindness and someone does uh you know there was a flyover here in dallas yesterday with the blue angels Uh, to the workers in the hospitals and the energy that it produced. And then uh, food, the nurses are telling me, because I go in all the time, and the nurses are telling me, oh man, we're eating. You can't believe how we're eating. (laughs) And uh, those acts of kindness. So you know what I did yesterday? I sent notes. It was National Nurse Day and I sent notes to the offices of my uh, of my doctors, yeah. so, because the nurses read those. Then I just said to the greatest nurse in oncology, to the yeah. greatest nurse, and, you know. And we have got to be people like that. And when we do that, it changes the way we feel. Hmm. And, and and we forget that. Yeah. The generosity and the the kindness that we do. Uh, volunteer, volunteer to help those who are suffering worse than you. Hmm. And, and there, there, there's another way to relieve and, and, and then smile at other people. Yeah. Yeah. Smile at them. That's good. When you see them, just smile. Hey, how you doing? And you know what, you know what I started doing when they put us in lockdown, <laughs> they told us shelter in place. I walk my dog through my neighborhood two miles a day, and you can't believe all the dogs and all the neighbors that I've had conversations with yeah. and every dog sniffing each other. Yeah. And, uh, and now, you know, we, Hey, there's Memphis. Hey, there's Skittles. Hey, right. there's, and it has changed 
everything for yeah. my wife and I and for those people. And I think that all of that, all of that comes into play long term and especially if we're going to show the light of Christ. That's good. That's good. You know, in the grocery store, we have to wear masks here. And I've started, when I get in line, I tell them, I'm smi- I'm appreciative and I'm smiling. You just can't see my face because it's under this mask. And it, it is interesting because when your face is covered, Sam, people, you know, you can't, all you can see, Aaron, is glasses in his eyes. And um, you can't see if I'm smiling. You can't see if I'm mad. You can't see if I'm angry. And, and maybe that's good in some days. But the people that are working to serve and, and help and uh, facilitate, man, I want them to know that, that I am thankful and I am appreciative. And the only way I don't, I don't know if it's the right way or wrong way, but I tell them, well, I'm smiling. And one day you're going to get to see my smile again, just not today. So anyway, just Excellent. Smile. It's my idea. And your eyes, use your eyes and use your hands and, yeah. you know, thumbs up. And yeah. you know, there's just so much we can do. There's a meat crisis here now starting, <laughs> and, which I kind of laugh about, you know, but, uh, okay, we can eat pasta. But uh, <laughs> I'm Italian, I guess that's the reason. But anyway, yeah. you know, there'll be people want to fight over a, 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 a pork chop. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. We need to take this opportunity to be the light in the darkness. And when does light shine the most? In the darkest areas. That's good. And so you don't have to be very bright to shine yeah. in darkness. Come on now. You're <laughs> Hey, Sam, will you pray for us? Uh, thank you for your wisdom and insight today. Will you pray that we'll take uh, your wisdom and knowledge you shared and uh, apply it to our lives? Sure. Father, give us revelation. Help us not to search just for the reason for all of this, but the revelation of you, the ability to share with people that weren't open before, the ability to share with our emotional intelligence and your word and your truth and your goodness and your love. Lord, for some that are struggling, that are watching this and listening to this, touch them, minister to them. May they find the illumination of faith and see things they've not seen. That There you are. You were there all the time. Your angels were all around them. And when we hear the power of the angels, Lord, and there they are encamped around us, and yet we couldn't see it. Open our eyes. Open our hearts. Open our souls. And make us, through suffering, more like you. And on the other side, we will say, it was worth it. As we hear the words, well done. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. We thank you for it, that there is a reward in your name. Amen. Amen. 